Hello and welcome to episode 97 of Brody Sports Talk. My name is Caleb Walgren and I am joined by Sean and Derek. None of us are JJs, but we're doing the JJ breakdown of the Brody 100 as they are featured (laughs) a ton here in slots 90 through 86. It is going to be fun. We know that we love ranking people and this is just more excitement here. Let's start with awful. Do, I love do, ranking people. Come on now. <laughs> well, <laughs> ranking talent, <laughs> ranking teams. Uh, I think, uh, okay, we'll take that out of the podcast. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, let me take the shovel from you here. Okay. The, the hole that you, that you're digging. Uh, you know what? How about this? I'll go ahead and I'll introduce the first player. How about that? How about that? So um, are, are you introducing him with a, a dance? I am. I am not going to be. They can't see it. I could dance. I'm not dancing for you guys. Come on now. Come on now. Brody number ninety. Uh, all right, coming in at number ninety, we have Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver out of the Minnesota Vikings. And Justin had a historic year uh, as a rookie. A year that. It was very frustrating for me to watch as an Eagles fan, knowing that that's a talent that we could have had, and we elected not to take him. Uh, and I'm sure a talent that was frustrating for Caleb to watch uh, because of the colors that he wears. So uh, neither of the two of you uh, were too high on him in comparison to me. So either one of you, whoever wants to go, Tell me what it is about Jefferson that maybe just, just you just didn't you weren't feeling it. I have two words for you. Kurt Cousins. That's why he's left off my list. He can have a great year, but he still has to play with Kurt Cousins. He that won't be uh, what happens with this coming season. Um, I won't go so far to throw Captain Kirk, too far under the bus. I, I think that it's a fantastic rookie year, and we're going to see some adjustments against that. Uh, I think that a lot of times people were saying, hey, who is this kid? You know, it's not Stefan Diggs over there across from Adam Thielen. You know what? Give up some of those short routes to Thielen. Put your better corner on JJ this coming year. Uh the last thing I want is to see Justin Jefferson doing the gritty at Lambeau Field. Let's face it. Uh, it, it you know he's going to do it. And I you you're you're not wrong. His production this past year was fantastic. And maybe it's that I expect a little bit of regression to the mean. Uh 88 catches for 1400 yards. Uh, I know it only says seven touchdowns, but that's fantastic. That's a fantastic first year in the league. And I I understand why you have a little bit of buyer's remorse when you go, how different would things be today if you guys would have drafted Jefferson last year instead of Raker? One, he stayed healthy. Two, he was out of this world fantastic for a rookie receiver. You know, you normally don't see rookie receivers break a thousand yards. Uh, Unfortunately for him, he was only the second best Justin as a rookie in the (laughs) NFL last year um, because he definitely had some capability to be in the rookie of the year discussion. It's really difficult to rank receivers. And I think because I felt defenses are going to kind of change around. 
and I was trying to look a little bit ahead to this fall, I was like, you know, I think Jefferson's going to at least come back a little bit. He does love that purple and gold, though. He did it at, in college. He does it in the NFL. He's got to be happy that he didn't have to change his color scheme around uh, going from LSU to, to Minnesota. Um, I, I mean, I, I get it. I think both of you bring up valid points. I think Derek's probably smidge too hard on Cousins. Uh, Cousins is coming off of his probably second best year uh, in his career. And I think a lot of the Vikings struggles last year was because they were absolutely dire defensively. Um, and that, I mean, Kurt Cousins didn't do himself any favors with a couple of very, very middling and below average performances. But there's a lot of offensive talent around him. And I think that does give a little bit of flexibility. But if we do see a Cousins that regresses, I can definitely understand Jefferson's exclusion from this list. Uh, I think he's just an incredibly talented player and one with a very, very incredibly high ceiling. Uh, One that, again, bias, I really don't want to see him hit. (laughs) Uh, we'll, we'll, We'll have to see. All right, I'll hand it back off to you. Here's your shovel. Uh, Thank you. Brody number 89. Uh, As we continue the J.J. episode with number 89, J.J. Watt, the defensive end of the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, What's there not to say about J.J.? I mean, he's always been a beast when healthy. And I feel like that when healthy caveat is what puts him low. Uh, Obviously, his brother TJ is was up for Defensive Player of the Year last year, and JJ's had his times. Uh, I would argue, I know in the 2014 season, people were saying that he maybe deserved the MVP over Rodgers that year. I don't know that we're going to see it go to a defensive player at any point just because of so much offensive love. But, you know, when you see that out of the last five years, he started all 16 games twice. It's a bit of a downside. But you also look back just a couple of years to 2018, where he had 16 sacks in one of those seasons that he was healthy. And you go, oh, that's the that's the production we're looking for there. Uh, I think he's going to be uh, an interesting person to see in the Arizona locker room. It's going to be really weird to see J.J. Watt coming out in a number 99 jersey that's not Texans colored. But I say for the better. Uh, The Texans have been such a dysfunctional organization. I'm kind of excited to see him get a fresh start somewhere. Uh, I wish it would have been in, uh, you know, somewhere closer to his hometown. (coughs) But uh, unfortunately, that was not the case this offseason. Derek, what do you feel about J.J. being here at number 89? Well, you cannot go any lower than 99 for number 99. Um, So I'm glad to see him. Uh, above 99, I think that much like we've talked about with some of the other players on this list, um, his talent is maybe less about his physical gifts that he is, has had and used and more about his experience and what he brings to uh, a team. Um, he is the hardest worker on a team and can show um can show you how to do things and you're definitely going to need someone with experience and uh, someone who knows their way around a defensive line in 
the the NFC West. Um, there there is not an easy game for them when it comes to any of those other uh, three teams that in, the, in their division. So anything that he can bring to the locker room, to that line, and you know he probably still has something left in the tank because he is going to outwork everybody that he can. Uh, Sean, did you have anything you wanted to add about J.J. Uh, Watt? No, Derek kind of took most of it. Um, I The only one thing I want to say uh, is that the character of that man uh, cannot be measured. Amen. And I feel as though that presence in the locker room, uh, that presence within the organization um, is going to bring them a ton uh, that they otherwise wouldn't get. So even if the product on the field doesn't necessarily match what it's been historically, they still got a, an immense player for a lot of reasons. Brody number 88. Uh, moving over to number 88, uh, we have someone who I'm going to dub here as an honorary JJ, Corey <laughs> Lindsley, uh, the center for the Los Angeles chargers. Uh, Lindsley was fantastic uh, this past year. I was double-checking, and four different organizations rated him as their first-team All-Pro center. He was phenomenal this past year for the Packers. He's been great for several years, but uh, now he's a Charger. And I, I hate to see him go, but I am somewhat excited to see what he will be able to do for them. Uh, I feel the Chargers have done a lot for their offensive line, and it's probably one of the best things that's going to happen to Justin Herbert that no one will really talk about because no one is like, oh, let's talk about centers. I mean, we have three of them on our list, so I feel like we're at least talking about them more than many people. Uh, and Corey Winsley is just fantastic. I, I really have nothing bad to say about the guy uh, except for maybe that he went to Ohio State. I don't, don't really love uh, Ohio State. Sean apparently loves Ohio State if you listen to our mom. <laughs> I know, episodes. right? Yeah. <laughs> listen to those episodes. Uh, but Corey going to L.A., I, I, I wish nothing but the best for him as I think he's going to continue to do well out there. Yeah, so I, I'm completely in agreement with you. So we've talked about... Um, in our mock draft, or far too soon mock draft over the last few weeks, about the center connection with a quarterback. Um, if you can find yourself a really good center that can not just snap the ball, but call out the the defense, call out where the line is going, keep everyone else uh, calm, everyone else from false starting, you you have yourself someone who is going to change the attitude on the football field. Uh, Corey Lindsley is that person for the the Chargers. You have a relatively young quarterback um, who needs someone to keep him calm when the chips are down. And um, this is a this is a great pickup for the Chargers. I mean, I hate to see him in the AFC West, but I know that the Broncos will push him around a little bit. So, uh, Sean, what do you think of Corey? Uh, I mean, I ranked him the highest out of all of you guys, and I feel as though 
what he's going to bring to Herbert is immense. Um, the anytime you have a center who's worked with a fantastic quarterback uh, for any stretch, and you know picks up a few tips and tricks along the way, bringing that to a rookie quarterback or to a young quarterback, um, I mean that's it's hard to put a price tag on that type of experience. But you know NFL organizations do it all the time. That's why players get paid money for contracts. So I guess it's easier than I thought. Back to you, Caleb. Brody number 87. Well, let's go ahead and stick with the honorary JJs and the offensive line theme as uh, we return to Tampa Bay and go with their uh, OG offensive guard, Ali Marpet. Not a lot. I mean, it's, it's really tough to discuss the dynamics of the offensive line. I do think it's really interesting that over his years in Tampa, he has played right guard, then played center, and then has moved over to left guard. So he gives you a lot of positional versatility, which I know anytime I mention positional versatility, it's something that like Sean is all hyped up about because Always. He, he loves hearing every sport. Positional versatility, that's my, I mean, like legitimately, that's my go to thing. And let's face it, he's been great. He had one false start last year in 13 games, only two holding penalties, and he pushes people around. I think that the reason that the Buccaneers have a running game is because they have offensive line talent. Most of their players have been cast-offs or draft picks that just haven't gone as well as you would have hoped. I mean... The Jags, granted it's the Jags, no offense to everyone, uh, cut Leonard Fournette last year thinking that he was not suited to do much, and the Bucks picked him up and he looked fantastic in the playoffs. Marpet is a big reason that he looks fantastic. You know, him and uh, Tristan Wirfs on that left side of that offensive line, whew, it is going to be a solid spot to block currently Brady's blind side, but whoever else is maybe Kyle Trask's blind side, you know, down the down time because they're going to be there for a while. Sean, do you want to add anything about Marpet? Uh, I mean, I feel that this is one of those that the Bucks winning, I think probably made him look slightly better. Uh, and having some stability on that line. And I think protecting for somebody like Brady makes you want to up your game a bit. So I can definitely see why he had uh, enough of a year to warrant his inclusion. And there's some excitement for his career, and it's warranted. Derek? I'll, I'll agree with you, you, you both. I am a, a big fan of lines, as I've said many times before. And um, anytime that you're going to be a starting player on a Super Bowl winning team and contribute to your team winning, um, the positional uh, versatility that we're talking about really brings uh, a comfort level with the coaching staff because, oh, this player went down. Okay, I know that I can plug this guy in 
over here and knowing that they're there is experience and knowing that there is talent at, at that position and he could play any position, that's very comforting to a coach. Brody number 86. Next up, we have John Johnson III, the safety for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I believe this, let me double check. This is the first, yeah, this is the first Brownie, the Cleveland Brown, uh, to make the list. Uh, and he's a newcomer. Uh, he spent the last year on the Los Angeles Rams, which of course had the best defense in the NFL last year. He played 100% of their defensive snaps, and he recorded over 100 tackles. I know that uh, Derek and I were both fairly high on Sean Johnson. Uh, we had him a little bit higher than Sean, but I also know Sean had waxed eloquent about him when the Browns signed him, thinking that it was a fantastic move. So it's not that Sean doesn't like him, it's that how do you rank 100 players, which we can only have that discussion so many times, but we've had it several times, and that's fine. Um, I'm excited. I think that what he can do to the Browns' defense is going to be big. I feel like we saw the Browns kind of be a little bit of a roller coaster in some of their games this year, where they either were struggling a little bit to put everything together on offense and the defense was stout, or you'd see something like Baker having like six touchdowns in the first half and then the Titans fighting to come back in the game and being able to come back in the game a little bit. Even that crazy Monday night game against the Ravens where Lamar had to go to the locker room. It just felt like one of those things where uh, you don't really want to be in a team that, that has shootouts. And I think John Johnson should help shut that down a little bit, being the free safety you know, you don't want to let people get behind you or over the top. And it, it was a weakness for Cleveland this past year, despite them having a fantastic season. Uh, I think Stefanski did a lot of that with what he did to the offense. And it's time for their defense to, to upgrade a little bit as well. I'm excited to see what uh, this J.J. John Johnson is going to be able to do for for the Browns. Um, I'll go ahead and maybe explain why I excluded him from this list. Uh, and it's not that I didn't value or rate him at all. Uh, I think that for me, I had him just on the outside looking in the top 100. I am worried about him going into Cleveland and us seeing that maybe Johnson's tenure with the Rams was a product of the talent that they have on defense and maybe not necessarily uh, him as a uh, crucial or focal point. We'll see how well the Rams do to replace him and how well the Browns do with him. Uh, I feel like it's a 50-50. Yeah, so, I mean, I agree with that. I don't have much thoughts to add to it. I think he's a good pickup. I think he's a good player. I'm excited to see what he can do this year. I gave him a little bit of a bump on into the the first quarter of the, the the top 100 because of what he did when he was with the Rams and what I think he can do going to the Browns. Absolutely. And uh, that essentially wraps us up here on the JJ episode, a.k.a. 
Brody 100 picks 90 through 86, uh, where we weren't ranking players at all or people. We just don't do that here. You must be thinking of some other podcast that you heard that on. Uh, clearly, you must listen to lots of podcasts. That's what people who listen to podcasts do is listen to lots of podcasts. Uh, anyway, please go ahead. If you are not a JJ, we would like for you to subscribe to our podcast. And if you're a JJ, guess what? You can subscribe to our podcast as well. Well, wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, just go to our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Brody Talk to listen uh, wherever you'd like to find us. We have all of our options there as well as some cool merch. Uh, also, we'd love for you to interact with us on Twitter at Brody Talk. Uh, my name's Caleb. On behalf of my fellow Brodies, we are signing out. Later, everyone. JJ's welcome.